Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon, for that introduction. J.D. Mueller here, Regions Bank. I'm the commercial banking leader, market executive for North Georgia, including Gwinnett Hall, Jackson, Athens, you name it. We're doing it uh, in Northeast Georgia, and I'm happy to be giving some leadership in that regard. Um, Starting out the podcast today with my typical little market update, and wow, what is going on in the economy today is it's spinning so fast it's hard to keep up with. Everybody's talking about interest rates and its impact on uh, decision-making at both the uh, commercial and consumer level. Uh, Certainly decisions are being made dramatically differently given uh, some – 30-year mortgage rates uh, well into the sixes, um, you know, that's going to have an impact. I think that, uh, you know, our um, the, the Federal Reserve Board would like to navigate a soft landing, which uh, appears to be increasingly difficult, uh, giving, uh, excuse me, given uh, everything that's going on. You have geopolitical issues uh, all the while, locally, the market update, we continue to see uh, strong loan demand primarily uh, in manufacturing, warehousing, fulfillment um, for expansion in those areas. Uh, I think the domestication, the onshoring, if you will, of manufacturing in the supply chain is key uh, moving forward. So we see a lot of uh, companies trying to um, onshore their um that, that supply chain so that they can be closer to their uh, providers of uh, whatever inventory or um, raw materials they may need. Uh, and then in regards to supply chain uh, and the movement thereof, you know, the, uh, the inland port that's coming to Hall County is of great importance. And we continue to see that uh, sort of barrel down towards us in a good way. So, um, you know, all in all, uh, from a from the bank's perspective, we 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 certainly feel the headwinds, and we want to um, with those headwinds blowing. I think it's incumbent upon us as as your commercial bank, uh, whether you uh, sort of bank with us via the podcast or you bank with us with your checking account and your loan, to have conversations. Um, I, I would encourage you to avoid surprises with your bank. Uh, make sure that you are in regular communication with your bank, especially as we head into the end of the year. Um, please make sure that you're providing your financial information in a timely way. Make sure that you are upfront with your banker about what the end of the year is going to look like and what next year holds for you. And uh, in addition to that, I, I like the idea of making sure that you as a an executive or a business owner share with your banker uh, key events from this year and anticipate those for next year. Have you added new customers? Have you lost valuable customers? Have you added new talent? Have you lost valuable talent? These things are important as the bank evaluates um, your performance in light of the numbers. So be sure to, to build a narrative around what 2022 looks like as it comes to an end. And uh, uh, a sound piece of advice for you, if you're within the sound of my voice and you enjoy this podcast, whether you bank with Regions or another financial institution, if you take the time to be proactively engaged with your banker, uh, that will be received extremely well um, in the uh, current environment. And and I would go so far as to say, please don't hide. If things are bad, you need to tell your banker. If things are good, you need to tell your banker. And, uh, you know, that's just what I would encourage you today. So please do that. Um, that's, uh, that's a little bit of an intro for a market update. 
Um, if we can help in any way, please let us know. We got a team of bankers, an expanding team of bankers. We'll be making some announcements soon, but um, that that's a little bit of a market update. And uh, just uh, thank you all for listening. And I am so very excited to introduce you to my guest today. You know, sometimes you uh, you just sit next to somebody at a meeting and become instant friends. And um, recently, I was at a meeting of the Gwinnett County Public Schools Foundation. Um, uh, Aaron Lupaloff, my dear friend, has been on the podcast before. He's the uh, senior executive director of that organization. And we had a meeting uh, not too long ago. And, uh, and I made a an, an immediate new friend there in uh, our guest today, Brian James. So, uh, Brian, welcome. Thank you, my friend. It's good to see you. Yes. And as you shared that uh, intro, what occurred to me is the value in which you present to Regions Bank. Hmm. In 29 years of being an entrepreneur, you know, I've never received that type of counsel, advice, heads up, navigation. That was outstanding. What, oh. what a great snapshot for five million or less revenue small entrepreneurs. Mm. That is good advice. Well, thank you. I, I, and, and even more so, I think, if I may, Brian, because oftentimes if mm. you're sub five million in revenues, mm -hmm. you're wearing all the hats. Absolutely. You are CEO, COO, yes. CMO. Yes. CFO. Yes. Yes. And I think I think it's not only do I do I thank you for your recognizing that, but I think it's valuable to those in that segment yeah. to understand when you're wearing so many different hats and, and your responsibilities are, you know, from you know sweeping the floors to closing the deals to fulfilling the orders, whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, in trying times like we had, mm -hmm. and look, they may mm -hmm. not be trying for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's some people that are flourishing, some people that are struggling right now. Um, but when you're wearing all those hats and um, you, need, you, you, you need to remember that mm. don't take your eye off the thing that makes you who you are. But as you're fulfilling that, that you are in business, and, and we'll talk about this uh, in your own business, but as you're fulfilling that dream, as you're fulfilling that call that you have in business, don't forsake who you are to the bank mm. because predominantly those companies that have a controller or a CFO, they have someone in a seat that understands the importance of perspective and timely reporting to the bank. Yes. Yes. You know, but, but entrepreneurship is different, is it not? It, it is measurably different. How so? Well, I've never seen my banker like I see or view my pastor or my, um, my counselor, or my professional coach. <laughs> so <laughs> you've given me a new perspective of my banker, you know, and, and, and particularly as you reflect on um, either trends in the marketplace or talent, talent acquisition, talent loss, key account loss. These are cycles in every business. Mm -hmm. Something is always... Uh, dynamic, never static, mm -hmm. and to prepare for that, but also to be reflective, to be reflective of why, the whys of our business. Why did I do well in Q1 or Q2 mm. or for the calendar year? And can I replicate that? Can I get that next year? Do I have all the right clients, the right accounts, the right opportunities? How did I solve those problems? As, yeah. as you eloquently um, introduced that concept that goes beyond our capabilities and deliverables. So I'm now seeing a banker in a different way. Wow, that's, uh, that, that wow. not only is it awesome, yeah. I, it, we didn't, now look, Brian and I didn't plan to go mm. right where we are right now. Mm. But I think there's somebody that's going to listen to this that can that can appreciate this topic that we just yes this yes for the audience Brian and I we start a conversation we've learned this about each other and we can just feed off of each other and help each other in mm -hmm. a very unique way and um and I didn't foresee this 
pod this episode going in this direction, but I'm going to dive into that a little bit because um, I believe that in life, all of our decisions are incented in some way. You know, we're, we're sometimes we're incented to, especially in the social media days, you're incented to do something on social media because of the dopamine hit that you get from somebody liking it. Um, sometimes we're motivated to sell something because we will, we get the satisfaction of selling it and our company makes a profit. Um, our, the incentive that provokes an action is, is in every decision that we make, um, as a business owner or as an executive, especially let's say, uh, 5 million and below, let's mm. just say entrepreneurship, mm. someone that wears those multiple hats I spoke about earlier. Um, I want to challenge people to realize that outside of the product or service that you build or serve, um, the decisions that you make, that you're incented to make, are important to the bank from which you borrow Mm. the money. Mm. Uh, and not not all entrepreneurs borrow money, by the way. I understand that, um, but sometimes you need to, and and I think that unfortunately, a conversation like this doesn't occur between banker and business owner very often. It is, uh, oh, Brian, your line of credit's up for renewal in thirty days. I need your your tax returns, and then the dirty little secret is, the bank gets the tax returns. We give it to an underwriter. And then we say, we renew it. Oh, yeah. Let's get together and renew the line of credit or the building loan or the, Mm -hmm. hey, you need a new piece of equipment, whatever it is. That, that, the, uh, I want to say sort of the stale, that's a very stale transaction. Mm. But I think both sides can contribute to making Mm. that better. What's the biggest day of the year for a publicly traded company? Mm-hmm. Their annual, annual report. report. Mm-hmm. And that is a long call. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, uh, all the investment bankers that cover them, all their shareholders, they have shareholder meetings, they go over this stuff. And um, those, those large publicly traded companies, they're bragging on things that went well, hurdles that they overcame, profit that they made. Small business owners don't do that. They got to get up in the morning. They got to do their thing, and then you got to get up the next day to do it again. So, um, I appreciate the conversation because we can get better as a result of understanding how we look to other people. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, there, there is another element that I think those listeners who are small zero to five million revenue a year need to understand our biggest day of that calendar year or five year span is in fact that application process Mm. on our personal assets whether it be our refi our mortgage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our um our capital um loan on our business Um, It's not annual, perhaps like a Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company, as an example. Yep. But you're giving also an additional piece of uh, or an additional vitamin in that with the consultation that is consistent and the relationship between the banker and the small business makes that process better that you've described. It's not as sterile, stale, mm-hmm. dramatic, yeah. document-intensive, stressful, all of those things. And what you're suggesting here is something a little different in banking. So you're going beyond the actual exchange and the, the funding. You're really into a space, JD, a coaching. That's unique. Mm. That is JD. And I'm assuming in which you think you also develop talent in that way. So I would I would suspect your team sounds, looks, feels, tastes like JD. Um, mm-hmm. I, I assume the apples 
don't fall from the tree. <laughs> You're correct. And, I, and I'm assuming in which you share these nuggets with your team that perhaps differentiates your team and Regions Bank from the marketplace. Yes. In that way, in that coaching. And, and I think that's invaluable. Yeah, thank you. We, we take great pride yes. in that. You know, um, we're, we're in a commodity business. And we've found, through feedback from our customers, uh, yeah, they appreciate a, a good, uh, appropriately performing loan, uh, competitive interest rate, reasonable fees. But what we've found, uh, both individually on my team and throughout the bank, is uh, give a business owner an opportunity to talk about their business. Mm. And I've done this hundreds of times in my career. I ask a question or two about business. I can sit back and I'm done talking for two hours. Mm. Provoke a little conversation. Th those conversations with headwinds blowing. Yes. Both sides of the table should be talking more frequently. And, um, and even uh, probably with a little more candor. Um, with what's going on with one, because I like it when, uh, when a, a company, regardless of size, asks me how the bank's doing. How, hey, how's, how's regions doing? I got multiple answers. Locally, we're doing good. You know, on the, on the, on the big side from, from HQ in Birmingham, we're doing great. Uh, got, got plenty of deposits to fund our loans. Therefore, we have a lower cost of capital. Our, our, uh, Chief investment officer was in Gwinnett not too long ago telling us that, hey, uh, there's there may be a light at the end of the tunnel in regards to the supply chain issues sort of breaking free. You know, things like this um, that we just need to have conversations. Um, candor. Candor. Yes. Yes. Another I, nugget. <laughs> well. It's a it's a lost art, really. No secrets. <laughs> yeah. Just need to, you know, lay it out there and say the truth. Get yeah. ahead of it. Say truth. Yes. Yeah. Get ahead of disaster. Yeah. Yes. And and yes. we've had experiences yes. where uh, there hasn't been candor. Yes. And and the longer yeah. you avoid telling the truth, yes, the worse things can get. Yes. You know. Now look, you you've engaged in this conversation from a perspective mm -hmm. of of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're a successful entrepreneur yourself. Let's talk about you for a minute. Okay. Tell me about your journey into entrepreneurship and, and, mm. and, and what you do and how you do it. Well, I, I must first start quickly, J.D., by quickly sharing with the listeners how we met. And um, J.D. and I met, you and I met, um, a few weeks ago at a Gwinnett County Public School Foundation Board meeting, which you and I are serving our first term. In mm -hmm. that role, am I correct, JD? That's right. All right, for sure. And and I I want to take a moment quickly just to acknowledge um, David Sago, um, uh, Aaron Lupaloff, mm -hmm. uh, Kelly guys. Herndon Patterson, and Dr. Calvin Watts for their grace and their uh, welcoming you and I to that role yes. and giving us really the opportunity and the platform to contribute. Mm. to teaching and learning. Yeah. So I, I want to just fist bump there, J.D. Fist yes, bump? Sir. Okay. Yes. So um, a little bit about uh, my journey. Um, first of all, and first and foremost, um, I'm in a space of branding solutions and recognition. Okay. Now, um, some may know that space as promotional products. To give you a quick snapshot of that industry, it's $25 billion a year in goods, uh, hardline goods. Oh, wow. A year. And it's $175 billion a year in revenue in printing and signage. Whoa. That is a massive industry. It is. Logoed stuff. Absolutely. Know. Branded. Absolutely. Yep. So, hence goes my name, Corporate special insignia signature. So working with clients to, in fact, as you've described, solve problems. Yep. Now, there is some responsibility of those of us in the industry um, in reframing that narrative of what our industry is. And it's those of us who are active 
actively involved. I'm a member of Promotional Products uh, International Association International, which is our international association. Okay. Uh, that's comprised of consultants, decorators, supply chain. I'm a member of the National ASI Advertising Specialty Institute. And I'm also a member of our local affinity group, Georgia Promotional Products Professionals. Oh, wow. And we're, we are charged with rebranding and telling the story of what contributions we make to the industry and helping our end buyers think differently about what we do and not seeing us as shotskis and trinkets and snake oil <laughs> and <laughs> snake oil yeah and silver bullets in that we solve problems too okay so when i review surveys for example either asi or ppai those surveys indicate some 90 plus percent of individuals surveyed have something branded on their possession at all times or most times. Yeah. So that tells you a little bit about the importance of product, branding, recognition, um, and also not to overlook how these products are used in creating meaningful moments. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the space you're in. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, so you, you sort of stole a little bit of my thunder with yes. the uh, snake oil salesman yes. comment, but yeah. I mean, do you find that sometimes companies mm -hmm. see promotional items as a necessary evil? You know, oh, I got to get, I got to get a business radio X coffee mug and I got to, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but you know, uh, how do you create value mm -hmm. in those meaningful moments utilizing promotional items or messaging of sorts? Well, I think first and foremost is I think generally the end buyers are smart buyers and mm -hmm. they understand the impression rate of that Ooh, yeah. product and the space in which I'm in. Um, and that's comparatively to radio, TV, magazine, billboard, and other forms of advertisement. So yep. in order, as I share with students when I have the opportunity invited to do so, I share with them in order to get that message from that uh, business entity or other, you have to be on the radio at that exact moment for that radio advertisement. Right. Or you have to be at that intersection or that i-85 corridor or other to see that billboard yeah and then also to compare that to periodicals and papers what's the lifespan of those hanging around mm -hmm. well <clears throat> we have data on that in our industry that is researched that products in our industry have a lifespan of 12 months of years for example, okay. writing instruments rank among the most highly desirable, highly coveted items in the promotional product space, branding solution space. Is and have right? a lifespan, yes, of beyond seven months to 12 months. And in fact, transfer hands somewhere between seven to 10 people. No way. Absolutely. You know that about a pen. We know that and we have that data on a pen through through surveying that is and, and, and by the way I, I i agree with that yes i mean yeah. but it's just per, i mean i'm so you, you can't see on the podcast but uh, we have a uh, a business uh, radio x mm -hmm. mug mm -hmm. full of branded pins branded pins and uh and i and i chose the one that caught my attention whenever i'm in here i grab this one because it's you know it's got this got this nice you know rubber feel to it it's got this stylus on the mm -hmm. end and features uh you know mm -hmm. and it's got a nice uh brand it's got a website a phone number and an email address you know so i like the pen i like the way it feels but if if i needed this company for whatever i could call them and yeah i haven't thought about that absolutely I haven't thought about that absolutely all, really. see it as a business card yeah so it's another way in which that information is a constant reminder to your in fact uh potential client or current client 
and it's a reminder of the services, your values, your contributions, your mm. capabilities, deliverables, mm. also the contact information of your organization. So, uh, mm. so how important is it in today's business environment mm. uh, for a company? So I typically think, and I, most, I would think most listeners mm. think about promotional items as their logo. I'm making an assumption here. Hopefully I can provoke a little bit of conversation. Is it becoming more important for businesses to promote not only their logo, but their core values? I think so. I, I think we're in a unique time of, in fact, an alignment of what our values are, mm -hmm. what our corporate citizenship looks like. And, and that applies um, to the mom and pop small business that is five million less. Okay. The, we have corporate values. Um, it's not quite the entity of, of, of a big organization, and it may be five people in that organization, but it's that conscience capital of mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. one's commitment is to his or her community. Yeah. And there's an ecosystem that exists in, I think, every business within the community in which it resides. And yeah. how they practice their faith and their involvement in their places of worship, mm -hmm. their contributions and their presence in their communities in which they live. Yeah, for and sure. And many, if not employed within that, that small enterprise or ownership, may have children or grandchildren yeah. or nieces and nephews who are in the local schools. So we have a corporate uh, commitment. Right. It's just a different way. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. So so when you think about your, your business, yes. how, do, what size businesses do you currently work with? I mean, mom and pop all the way up to couple billion dollars in sales i mean you you consult you do a bunch of different things but how vast is uh the the company size that you find yourself working with well um currently we have all of what you've described okay so we find um that um our client mix consist of well let, let me back up here so w we are a active vendor approved vendor for back to conscience capital and corporate values alignment locally Gwinnett County Public Schools okay that's one of many yeah. uh, we're also an approved vendor for the county Gwinnett County okay. government wow we're an approved vendor for the state of Georgia and then we have our for-profit clients for example Papa John's for example, Zaxby's, uh, for example, Performance Food Group. Oh, wow. So, yes. Those are we, big names. Those are big names, yes. McDonald's, as an example, McDonald's NBMOA, McDonald's Black, Mac, McDonald's Black, uh, National Black McDonald's Operators Association. <laughs> okay. Me. Got yep. my acronyms a little confused. Yeah, so, yeah, we run the gamut. We span the gamut. So, our... Our clients are not only locally here in our backyard of Gwinnett County or Georgia, they expand nationally. Wow, yes. that's awesome. Yes, yes. Okay, now, you within your industry, yes. you personally have an expertise in employee recognition. Yes. Uh, sim simple question. Is employee recognition more important now than it was before the pandemic? Absolutely. Um, there was no roadmap or, um, or preparation or other that prepared our country for what we experienced in the last two years. Yep. So business had to reimagine its business and its people and its culture and its climate with either uh, telecommuting or other technologies. Um, I had personally never attended so many Zooms for <laughs> personal reasons. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, these were very unique times. So I think there has been a measurable 
reimagination of what recognition looks like over the course of the past two years. I was I was taking a note yes. because I wanted yes. to jump into that yes. point. Yes. It has changed. Yes. Okay. What do you say to the company that desires to engage with their employees? Maybe it's a recognition. Maybe it's hey, let's do something nice because they worked hard through, you know, the PPP process. Mm-hmm. And uh all right, so I'm I'm making an assumption. I'm 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 adding to the word here, but um Maybe somebody's at a corporate boardroom and they're like, you know, our 50 employees, they worked really hard during COVID and we should do something nice for them. So they get out a catalog and they decide, well, let's give them a, a flannel blanket with our logo on it, which is a nice gift. Get a nice flannel blanket with a logo on it and you're chilly in January and you're watching your show, throw it on and you see the logo mm-hmm. and you're proud that you work there. Yes. Is it, should it be more involved than that? Absolutely. Great point. So um, I, I tend to think about recognition in this way. Would you delegate um, your anniversary to um, your AA, uh, your anniversary gift, that is, to your bride? Uh, no, I would not. Yeah. So would you delegate something that is really meaningful in your life of your children to someone else? I encourage our clients at C-suite level to be involved in this. This is where the rubber meets the road. Mm. People have been charged with unbelievable experiences, personally impacted, also the demand of the work and the expectations of the work. Yeah, yeah. So how do we create meaningful moments for our clients? That is really our focus. Our focus is how can we deliver something of them into that product? Simply said, how do we make the intangible tangible? All right, now I have my buddy Brian preaching. Mm. I, I, I got him mm. preaching on his expertise yeah. now, so I'm going to ask another question yes. in that regard yes. because I think this, this, if we could get this into the thousands of companies in our area, uh, I would hope that your phone would ring off the hook. So let, let's take that to the next level, and let's, for uh, for a brief moment, just talk about you go into a manufacturing facility in Sugar Hill, and let's just say it's the same one I mentioned a moment ago. They, got, they have 50 employees, and they realize that they might have a little bit of an engagement problem. Maybe mm-hmm. they're dealing a little bit with the great resignation, and they're looking around. Because I'll tell you, Brian – 100% of our business conversations include the topic of the difficulty in hiring and retaining talent. Absolutely. 100%. Everyone that's been on this podcast, every business banking call, every commercial banking call, every corporate banking call I'll go on, they all center around the problem that needs to be solved is hiring and retaining top talent. So let's, let's put ourselves for a moment around that same boardroom table where they decided that they would give the flannel blanket with the logo on it. How would you guide that discussion? You got 50 different personalities. You have, you have, you have a guy that let's just say operates a press over here. And then you have someone in an office that handles AP and AR. Their engagement is going to look different. Do you get that granular in your consultation? Absolutely. So, uh, people leave managers. They don't leave companies. Uh-huh. So we start there with that conversation. We've had conversations about the economics or affordability of a strategic plan. And our approach to that uh, with our clients in that conversation is let's look at can you really afford it? For example, Aberdeen years ago reported uh, there was some mid-teens, 15000 in recruitment cost and retention. So the ROI on that, if I'm not mistaken, was somewhere within one to five years. That's training, that's development, that's uniforms and such. such. And our concept is simply providing solutions and strategies through product that is meaningful, creating meaningful moments, but also a constant reminder of the organization, its Mm -hmm. values, its mission, its brand, and how to soft touch with that employee 
periodically through a period of one to five years. The data shows through SHRM, World at Work, and many other Gallup that people tend to trend out within um, 12 months, mm -hmm. for an example, of high turnover rates. Wow, yeah. So if that is the case, how can we touch those employees far more often to maybe supplement, as you've described, those levels in which leaders or direct reports don't have that warm and fuzzy, uh -huh. or yet there's a gap of communication between the new hiree and the organization. What better way than to use these type of tools yep. to really remind onboarding employees and encourage them about the goal, the mission, the values of the organization? Yeah, that's So wonderful. you do it through products. You do it through strategies. Gotcha. So that is how your dollar cost average is looking at what is the cost of recruitment? Uh -huh. And if we're not retaining, how is that impacting our business, Jason? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's retraining. That's loss of communication with our customers. There are so many other variables in that in turnover. Yeah, it, so, it's, it's rampant. It, it is yeah. rampant. Yeah. And and anything that any company can do to more deeply engage with their customers. I mean, and look, we're in the South. And, and by the way, yeah. we're on Regions Business Radio, official bank of the SEC. Um, you know, everybody, I say everybody, a lot of people in the South identify with, you know, on the weekends with a, a logo of their favorite college mm -hmm. football team. Yeah. Um, and, and there are some companies, by the way, that are very good, not just a um, – not just their employee logos when they're on the clock, but there are some companies that do really well. Mm. They, they, have, they have their employees out there with a mm. logo on off mm. the clock, mm. you know, and that means they're part of that team, mm. just like an SEC mm. football team. Mm. You know, they, they're proud to belong to something. You, mm. go, you go out to my truck right now, and I have, I have a, a Regions hat, uh, you know, on my dash. It's my favorite hat. I like when I put it on, I'm like, yeah. I'm with Regents, mm -hmm. you know? And let yeah. me go back, J.D., to something you said a moment ago about logo and brand. When I'm invited in to speak to students and I'm sharing the work we do in solving problems, I'm asking a simple question. What does a logo mean to you? And the room goes quiet for a moment, and then I get the barrage of, responses and they're always image design or something around that so when all answers are exhausted all feedback I then to attempt to evoke another conversation and I ask the question of trust mm -hmm. isn't that what regions isn't that what a logo does yeah um authenticity in its people and what it does and who it is and its whys. Isn't that unique to yeah. a brand? Yes. So if I was to use a brand, and, and maybe this is inappropriate to name the brand, I'm thinking of that in my head, and you think of who that reminds you of. When I walk in this particular business, I always get, it's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. I always get a threshold greeting. I always get great service, receive great service. Yep. I always experience a quality meal. Mm -hmm. I always leave with a great experience. And that is consistent any location, anywhere I go. Yep. Isn't that a brand? It is. That is what drove me, motivated me, incentivized me to stop there. Mm-hmm. That is what a logo is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and thank you for, I mean, everybody can fill in the blank there. Uh, and, and I hope that that's, I, I desire, and I know our leadership desires that that's what we want folks to experience when they come to one of our branches or experience one of our commercial bankers. You know, the, I love the word authenticity. It goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning. Yes. Saying the truth. Yes. Being truthful with your banker. Being truthful, by the way, with your leadership team around a conference table about we gotta we gotta slow 
that we got to slow this drip of people leaving us. Maybe we need to engage with them a little bit differently. Um, let, let's call Brian James over there. Let's get something going. Let's get a, a strategy going. Um, look, there's, you, you've said this and I want to dig in. We got two more things to dig through. Um, why is it important to create a meaningful moment? Um, you know, a lot of times, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush yet again. So forgive me. Uh, somebody celebrates, uh, an anniversary at work and, 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 and a manager calls them out on a conference call or maybe they have a meeting and they get a, a pin or they, you know, like a lapel pin or maybe they get a certificate and it's like, hey, Mike Salmon, five years with Business Radio X, good job, here's your certificate. Um, that, that's, I don't think that's the meaningful moment that you are describing in your expertise when you're talking about a meaningful moment can you describe for us a memorable meaningful moment that you've experienced in someone that you've uh consulted with to identify uh you know um an an employee that was being recognized is there a scenario or an instance that that really jumps out at you that you recall when an impact was made in recognizing an employee well, there, there are many, but let's step back for a moment. Okay. So as we are all making a living paying our bills, there is humanity in the experience we have in the workplace, as mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. So I start there. Um, I start around the product being intrinsic. I start around how do I translate the values, Mm -hmm. the meaningful moment from the individual, the presenter, and the recipient? How do we translate that item being coveted? Mm -hmm. That is first Mm -hmm. and foremost. So Mm -hmm. as we develop around that, then we tend to guide our clients around those items that perhaps are trending, uh, those items that are perhaps higher perceived value and we have data. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then to your question of that example, so years ago I was commissioned by um, McDonald's, the National Black McDonald's Operators Association to design a national recognition for operators. Okay. And to give you a little perspective of that subgroup, they are basically an affinity group designed as a, or formed as a self-help group within McDonald Franchisee Network. Okay. So as I was initially Um, contacted, we began the conversation around the target audience, which were franchisee owners, the affinity organization, NBMOA, wanted to recognize these 18 individuals who were instrumental in negotiating a parity agreement with McDonald's. That's around the economics, that's around financing, that's around self-help, That's around marketing, that's around coaching, that's around uh, franchisee development. Okay. So we had a rather extensive conversation and that conversation continued around over a course of weeks to better understand their business, not mine. So the better I understood their business gave me context and it gave me a direction. The ultimate concept we developed was a performance ring, a a professional performance ring. And there we captured not only the KPIs, but we captured all of those contributions by those individuals. On one side, we branded McDonald's logo. On the other side, we branded the um, subgroup NBMOA. We also added the 18 number 
identifying the 18 individuals who brokered or facilitated that conversation. Mm. We added Chevron symbols, and everyone knows what the Chevron is by perhaps the gas station. But it's a symbol used in military. It's a ranking symbol. Okay. So we see them in military on the shoulder, don't we? Yes. We see them on the collar in law enforcement, military, as a rank. Yep. So yep. we added that uh, distinction. Interesting. We built around that 18 diamonds representing each of these individuals that contributed to that conversation in that parity agreement. Wow. We added a stone in the center, a natural stone, and we chose onyx. We suggested onyx, and that was representative of the organization as black African-American minority owners. We added a diamond in the center of that to represent and signify McDonald's and the unity of one. Oh, wow. Yes. So we built this around a precious metal using uh, gold, both yellow and white, based on the preference, taste preference of the recipient, and created a meaningful moment. So each time I see individuals, the other day, uh, I happened to see Ralph King. He's out of Kansas City, Kansas, uh, operator there, and, and he was recognized by his high school, uh, alma mater, as a graduate of that high school. And it was a milestone recognition, but there, in that moment, in that photograph, I saw the ring. No way. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, that was cool. And, and, and look, I mean, you equate rings with, High performance yes. championships. Yes. Making a difference. Yes. Making uh, uh, the greatest of accomplishments mm. are typically signified by a ring like that. And to be, yes. to be, everything that you did was meaningful to those individuals. That, I mean, you can't do that by picking it out of a, a catalog or off of a website. You had to, like you said, get to know them. Mm. What are their priorities? You know, what are we trying to honor here? That's, yes. that's deep. Yes, yes. I received a book um, a few weeks ago from Tommy, Dr. Tommy Welch. Um, he was diversity, chief diversity officer in Gwinnett County Public Schools. And in his transition into another role, he shared with me a beautiful book, The Power of the Moment. And I have yet to start reading that. Uh, it's in my queue, it's on my desk now, but I'm excited to dive into that, to understand mm. the perspective of the authors, of the writers, and how to create these moments. And yes, it's delivered by a product, a tangible. And that's our focus. Our focus is on the presenter, the organization, but it's equally on the recipient, or as much. And yeah. how do we translate the intangible and make it tangible? Yeah. Uh, so in closing, when, when you and I met a few weeks ago, I introduced this idea of, um, and, I, and I originally introduced it because I'm challenging our commercial bankers at regions in North Georgia to focus on two things. Um, every bank talks rates. Every bank has deposits. Uh, we all, you know, do credit at different levels or with different appetites. Um, but I think in today's world, if we can focus in and become experts at two things, two very simple things, we can not only enhance our own lives, but we can enhance the lives of those around us. And those two things are this. Make friends, solve problems. Make friends and solve problems. I think that there's a shortage of that in today's society. Uh, and, and, it, and it, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a mirror when I say that, um, when you hear those two concepts, as simple as they are, how do they hit you? Well, J.D., they hit me uh, very personally. Um, I see business and Brian as one and the same, mm -hmm. as you do. <clears throat> so there is no such thing as work and play. It's work and play yeah. at all times, right? <laughs> yeah. So the example that comes to mind right now is last night I was texting one of my clients and friends, Charlene Smith. She is COO of Zaxby's. 
And what I was texting her about was the work you and I are doing to impact students here in Gwinnett County with the current code drive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Putting something warm on students, something as very basic as that yep. for economically disadvantaged students. Yes. So Charlene, who is my client, COO of Zaxby's, she and I are texting last night and through this morning of connecting today so she can, with a warm heart, warm the backs of students. Yes. That is solving problems in what I do that has nothing to do with which I'm commissioned by her Vizaxby's. Right, right. However, the making friends element is how do you and I navigate those relationships to do good oh we do not have to apologize for being profitable you and i not going to but also we could do good with that work at the same time so here's a person spending money with me patronizing my business who understands small minority business and the ecosystem that is important in our contribution as minority small businesses but also a person who is empathetic enough to what is happening in our communities, what is happening in our world, what the challenges are financially to families impacted by COVID and by current economic trends. And also this is really their sweet spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are really an economical meal. That's the answer to those who have means to go into a restaurant. Yep. And convenience, for that matter. But also her personal commitment. This is not Zaxby's. I'm meeting her personally for her to support this effort of supporting children. So, that being said, that is how I see friends. Friends and solving problems are one and the same. You and I could have a conversation about your people. We could have a conversation about strategies around recruitment around retention, around anniversaries, around branding, Mm -hmm. but also you and I could call one another and support one another in various ventures, various endeavors, various conscience capital, whether it be GCPS Foundation Board or all of the other things in which we're passionate about. So yeah, they're one and the same. Yeah, I uh, I love that. I appreciate that. Uh, your approach to that and and the answer because as you're as you're saying that there are times when we get so close to our clients yes they start out because of a maybe a request or they find you online and and they think that they need promotional items or they need consulting in some expertise that you have but then you become friends Uh, uh, a, a conversation occurs on the way out the door and it's like you know, hey Brian, tell, yeah. and 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 I think that in today's world, we could all do well to. Um, I tell my I tell my boys this, um, and uh, and I hope this I hope that you agree with this, and I think the world should hear it too. Uh, and it's to have a friend, be a friend. Mm. To have a friend, be a friend. Um, and 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 I think that that's where you start in business. I don't think anybody's going to let me solve a problem until I can prove to them that I'm a friendly person, that we can have some commonality, and then we can solve some problems. I'm happy to solve some problems. I asked a prospect the other day, manufacturing company, Flowery Branch, Georgia, somebody I'd never met before, uh, and I'm trying to put this into practice, Brian, and I, and I, said, <laughs> I said to him, what problem can I help you solve? I'm a problem solver. My bankers are what, and I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to say, well, I need a loan or I need this or that. And, and he started going through the, his HR needs. Mm -hmm. He needed a marketing person. Mm -hmm. Um, he needs a, 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 an HR business partner. Mm -hmm. So when you ask somebody, Hey, how can I help you solve a problem? You better be ready for the answer because they may ask you something outside of your expertise. And then guess what? Circles back around the friendship who in my friend group has an expertise in these areas that this person needs help with. And then you're connecting. Mm-hmm. Do you get a big dopamine hit mm-hmm. out of connecting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I made a connection yesterday for somebody you and I both know, and, 
and and I just sort of fueled me for the rest of the afternoon. Mm. Mm. You know, and if anyway, I I just think I'm 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 really deep into this concept of making friends and solving problems, and they go hand in hand, just like you said. You know, when I I hear that, uh, JD, I'm reminded of the meeting in which you and I attended at GCPS Foundation in that role a week ago, and you were asked to really introduce yourself, and um, you did two things. You talked about what you do, but you also shared who you are. Hmm. I think that was a very high-level introduction. Because there you were connecting with the humanity of all participants in the room. That was, that was a teachable moment in not about your capabilities or deliverables at Regions, but it was really about, I think, a moment we all need in a time of being, as a country and a nation, highly polarized mm. on a lot of issues. Yeah. And you were sharing with all in the room, hey, let, let's, let's step back from this and Let's tap into our humanity in how we do business, Mm. in seeing an individual. Mm. And in that moment, what I was reminded of is you saw me in that room. And you didn't see me as an individual. You saw me as I am. Mm. You saw me as an individual. You saw me as a black African-American male. You saw me as a participant on the board in that meeting. I needed you to see me that way. Wow. I need to be seen. Yeah. I don't need to be transparent. I don't want to be transparent. So I think that nugget, that vitamin, uh-huh. is measurably important in this time. I think that is at the core of what your leadership perhaps looks like or does look like in Regions Bank in the friendship, in making friends, in solving problems. That is an invaluable tool. That's an invaluable coaching. Mm. That's an invaluable individual development right now. Yeah, thank you. Invaluable. Thank you. Um, and I love, uh, I love the new journey we're on together. Yes. Um, I am here for you. If there's anything that, that, that I can do to connect you or help you as, as a bank, I think there's projects that we can work on in the future that I look forward to that we don't even see yet, um, but we can make an impact, whether it's uh, helping our community with, with coats for kids or helping at the foundation for the Gwinnett County Public Schools, whatever it is. Um, you know, in closing, uh, and that was a pretty good closing comment mm. you had right there, and mm. I thank you for it. Mm. Um, but regarding you and your own business, closing comments. Well, um, in the next week or so, I will be uh, speaking to Cindy Quinlan's class at Brookwood High School. And each year I'm invited to share um, um, insights there. Um, I am looking for a meaningful moment for the students. Mm. So how can I translate what I do into that? I'm also looking for career insights in that moment and that preparation to really educate them on what branding solutions, employee recognition looks like in this country um, Mm. as a pathway, as a career pathway. Interesting. Yeah. So that is really how i'm evolving now not so much about what i do but how i could use these gifts jd and what i do to perhaps impact lives particularly in my volunteer role in gwinnett county public schools in volunteering at the school level in volunteering at the foundation board level and how i could share those pathways so that is really my focus now in what I do is how mm. can I perhaps share something in a pathway. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not translating that. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping to embellish it a little bit in saying 
as a stu- you, you go back to all the organizations that you're a member of, the success that you've had. Mm-hmm. In reality, an authentic leader like yourself, you have to you have to invest in the next generation, and that's what you're doing. Who's going to come behind you? That's going to learn from you and take what you've done to the next level. Um, and and Miss Quillen's class at Brookwood High School. You're on notice. You're, uh, you know, you got a great guy coming, and there's somebody whose heart you're going to connect mm-hmm. with, and we look forward to hearing how that goes. So, yes. with that said, thank you for being our guest today on Regions Business Radio. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed having you, and we enjoyed. We uh, look forward to seeing you again, and we thank you very much. Thank you. And you've been listening to Regions Business Radio. I'm your host, J.D. Mealer, and we look forward to visiting with you next time. Regions Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, or financial advice. Regions believes this information to be accurate when recorded, but it cannot ensure that it will remain up to date. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. The information should not be construed as a recommendation of a specific course of action for any individual or business. All Regions products and services are subject to qualification requirements, terms, conditions, fees, and credit approval. 